Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. I make mention quite frequently of the fact that in 12 years of pastoral work, we never did bury one church member. In fact, I only had four or five funerals over the whole 12-year period. And those four or five funerals was for somebody that was outside the church or somebody that was kin to somebody that was a member of the church or somebody that used to be a member of the church, you know, before and moved off somewhere else, wasn't there while I passed him. They brought him back there to bury him. Now, I always like to explain that that doesn't mean now that you're going to live forever down here in the flesh just because we didn't bury one church member. And that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, you're not going to live your life out. But we would teach people and the teaching. That's what I want to get over to you. In all those 12 years, I do not remember but two of two church members that got healed instantly. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. This week, we're going to continue this inspiring message from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, the Son of Righteousness. This will be a great week of teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message. Well, one more time, let's look at uh, Malachi, the uh, fourth chapter and second verse. And uh, then into the ninth chapter of Matthew, Malachi chapter 4 verse 2, but unto you that fear my name shall the Son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and shall grow up as calves of the stall. Hallelujah. Healing in his wings the Son of Righteousness. Now in the ninth chapter of Matthew, we see this fulfilled because Jesus is the Son of Righteousness that uh, Malachi was predicting that would come and that would arise. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Hallelujah. Let me emphasize again that Jesus is the son of righteousness. S-U-N. He's both the S-U-N of righteousness that shall arise. The sun rises, you know. Hallelujah. But he's also the S-O-N of righteousness. Hallelujah. Thank God he has arisen. With healing in his wings. Jesus is the one that Malachi was talking about or predicted that would come or predicted that would arise. So we see him here in his ministry. He went about all of their cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every manner of sickness and every manner of disease 
among the people. So his ministry then consisted of teaching, preaching, and healing. I want to say it again because it's so important that so many times folks want to get to the healing in a hurry. But they don't want to go through the teaching and the preaching always to get there, but it is often necessary. I make mention quite frequently of the fact that in 12 years of pastoral work, we never did bury one church member. In fact, I only had four or five funerals over the whole 12-year period. And those four or five funerals was for somebody that was outside the church or somebody that was kin to somebody that was a member of the church or somebody that used to be a member of the church, you know, before and moved off somewhere else, wasn't there while I pastored, and they brought them back there to bury them. Now, I always like to explain that that doesn't mean now that you're going to live forever down here in the flesh just because we didn't bear one church member. And that doesn't mean that, uh, you know, you're not going to live your life out. But we would teach people and the teaching. That's what I want to get over to you. In all those 12 years, I do not remember but two of two church members that got healed instantly. I do not know that I can know of. It, may, it could have been possible, but I do not know of but two that God healed by a special manifestation, you know, like some gift of the Spirit in operation. Or in some, because we had special service, special healing line. I'd say that the majority of all these folks got healed just simply by us uh, visiting them in their homes and just keep teaching them, just keep teaching them. Just keep cramming it down them, whether they want to hear it or not. <laughs> Just talk them out of dying, talk them into living. You know, they'd try to, the older people, you know, because you're suffering with pain and sickness and cancer. And some of them had that, but they got healed cancer. And uh, I'd say, well, let God heal you and then die. They'd say, leave me alone, let me die. I'm saved, ready for heaven. Just leave me alone. I said, I'm not going to do it. They're my members, they're, they're sheep of my pastor, I'm their shepherd, and I, I feel obligated to them. I said, I'm not going to do it. Let God heal you and then die if you want to, but don't die like this. God's not going to get any glory out of you dying like this. And, and that's not his plan. I didn't believe it then, I don't believe it now, that that was God's plan for any of his children. Well, it would take time. You could understand that. It would take time. You'd lay hold of the Spirit and hold them here until you could get them taught, teaching, preaching, healing. And I noticed that all, always, you see, that because they listened to the teaching and the preaching, they, then they got the healing. There, there just isn't any shortcut to it. Now, we know that God does some things, you know, there's special reasons sometimes, but that's usually, uh, that's not the ordinary, that's out of the ordinary of doing things. Now, uh, after they got healed, of course, they didn't want to die then. So they just kept on living. You know, they wanted to die when they was right at the point of death and suffering and pain. I'd say, let God heal you and then die if you want to. But after you got them healed, they didn't want to die right then. But the thought I wanted to get over to you was the teaching part. How did you do that? Well, with a small congregation, you could understand one man couldn't do it with a large congregation. 
But with a small congregation, you see, you had plenty of time on your hands to do that. You didn't have that many people sick at once because we was teaching faith and people were walking pretty well in, in the light of what they heard. And you just, well, I don't remember of ever in the whole congregation having over one person at the time that would be sick so you could concentrate on that one case, couldn't you? And just sort of stay with them. And I've just talked to them for hours. Just the one person. Just talked the one person for hours. Hours. And they'd come up with something else, you know, on the negative side, and you'd spend 15, 20, 30 minutes on that, straighten them out. You got that one answered, they'll come up with another one. And when you get all the questions answered, then you can get them healed. And so it's a whole lot that way today in some areas. Well, it's the Word of God that answers our questions. So under the ministry of Jesus, he went about their cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every manner of sickness and disease among the people. Now, as I said to you, Matthew didn't write this gospel of his in chapter and verses. Men divided it in chapter and verses for easy reference. And so when you come to the end of the ninth chapter, you might say this, that Matthew just sort of summing up what has happened concerning his ministry and sums it up by saying he went about their cities and villages teaching and so on. So backing up to the eighth chapter of Matthew, we consider some of these healings that the Bible records, and you understand this isn't all of them, but this is what the Holy Spirit saw fit to inspire Matthew to record for us. And there's a purpose in it in that he wants us to get the, the truth and the facts that surround the case. We looked at it already. The first one here in Matthew, the eighth chapter, was uh, the leper. The leper who came to Jesus as he came down from the mount where he'd preached what we call the Sermon on the Mount and said to Jesus, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. He believed in the power of the Lord to heal, but he doubted his willingness to do so. Now Jesus answered his question. The man stated his faith in that he believed in his ability. He believed in the power of the Lord to heal, but he didn't believe that he's willing to. So he said, if. If is the badge of doubt. If you will, you can make me whole. Thank God Jesus said, I will. Now, does that answer any questions for us? Well, yeah, somebody said, but he was talking to the leper there. Well, would Jesus say one thing to the leper and something else to you? No, he belongs to all of us. It doesn't say God so loved the world that he sent Jesus to the leper. <laughs> no, Jesus belongs to all of us. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave Jesus his son to the world. Isn't that right? Why do you think the Holy Spirit inspired Matthew to write this? You know, there were thousands of cases of healing. And really, this is the only one that, that is recorded where the willingness of God to heal was involved. Well, to get that thought over to us, to teach us, to teach us.
hallelujah, that Jesus said, I will. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first item in this offer is the mini-book from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, You Can Have What You Say. The next item is the four-CD series from Kenneth Hagan, Winning in the Time of Trouble. And finally, the slimline book entitled, You Can Make It. All of these items are for the special price of $21.95. That's $13.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. In October the 18th through the 20th, we've yes. got a Rama College weekend. Uh-huh. And uh, right here on the Rama USA campus. That's right. And uh, you're going to meet instructors. You're going to get to 10 classes. You're going to get a tour of everything that's going on. Yes. And then on Sunday morning, you can be in the Sunday morning services with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a fun night. And then there's job and housing info. Yes. It gives you all the information about Rama. So make some plans to be here. And if you'd like to get more information, you can just go there online to rbtc.org and all the information is there. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his series, The Son of Righteousness. 